I'm kind of in the same boat basket. Is it? It's a basket, right? It's a right? basket. It's a wicker basket. That's the other thing. Do I really want to be up there in a wicker basket? Those are for picnics. Exactly. <laughs> Those are for taking pictures of cats and babies. Uh-uh. No. That's not for holding an entire person. No. Let alone three people and a and dog. dog. This one was a hot mess, but yes. They're all hot messes. (laughs) I know, and they all have aliens. So far, yeah, and I think the next one's going to have to. Oh, uh, come on. It's not a plot twist if it's in every single one. (laughs) Come on, bro. All right. Well, I I have a new opening. Mm. I thought I said beware and warning, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It does say that at the beginning. I forgot I'm glad you like it. I love it. Good. Are you going to keep it together? Okay. I promise. Well, beware and warning, everybody. Welcome to... (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you like it. I do. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, beware and warning, friends. Uh, This is a podcast about uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. So my name is Peter. I'm a librarian. My name's Abby. I'm also a librarian. And so we are going book by book through every Choose Your Own Adventure book. Um, just a little bit of background is we both read these as kids and loved them so much. How much did you like them or no? I did. But, you know, it's like when I was a kid, I thought the Garbage Pail Kids was a good movie. And then I watched it again when I was older and I was like, huh. In retrospect, not so good. <laughs> I was really into Dick Tracy as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, watched it recently. It's basically like a musical. It's a musical with guns. Yeah. And so. Hindsight. Hindsight. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we, we read these as kids. We liked them. Um, and then we did um, some YouTube videos about them. And so now we're just doing a, doing a little bit of podcast. Yeah. About them. Yeah. And it's so enlightening. I feel like we have read a lot of books in our lives and it's just really exciting to revisit these with the years of experience as readers that we have, you know. And these have aged so well, mm. especially this one. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> well, this one is called Balloon to the Sahara. Oh, that's the original title. Yeah. And the other title was Danger in the Desert. Uh-huh. And so this was written by... Let me look it up. Determine. Determine. <laughs> was that a was that oh, a pun God. or is that I think no, it's actually it his name, right? Says yeah, it. The, it, the name on the book says Determine, which is funny. But I, I think his name is because it's a choose your own adventure book, and the the name is Determine. I didn't get that until now. I really, really? didn't. So um, anyway, it's Douglas Terman. So I don't know if it's a pen name. I don't no, think it's a pen gotta name. That's got to be a pen name. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense if it is. Otherwise, but. they just found a guy whose mm-hmm. last name was Terman and his first name was Douglas. And there was like, oh, my God, do you want to write a book? It's for Choose Your Own Adventure. 
do you want to write a choose your own adventure book? And then and just, he was like, sure, but there has to be aliens. Right. He's like, um, but can I use my full name on the cover? They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we just want you to use just your first initial for a joke <laughs> that people won't maybe won't get. And you have full creative control. Yeah. And we won't regret that at all. But also use aliens, maybe. <laughs> if you get stuck, use aliens. So this is by <laughs> Douglas Terman, written in uh, 1979. Mm. And so, he, uh, yeah, he wrote some other stuff. So it might be a pen name, but he wrote some um, other books that were geared towards adults. I think this is his only kid's book. And this is his only choose your own adventure book. And you find out why really quickly, because this goes off the rails <laughs> so fast. They caught him out. Because, <laughs> yeah, Jushi Packard and um, Mon- uh, R.A. Montgomery that wrote most of them. And then every once in a while, they bring in a couple other people, and they, they usually write a couple of the books. But Terman was a one and done. He was Terminated. Hey! hey! That's why you tune in. Hmm. That's why I get paid the no bucks. <laughs> in French. I get paid in friendship. That's not worth anything. <laughs> Your friendship is worth something, Peter. Don't. <laughs> well, that was very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I'm ready to talk about the book now. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Do you need a, do you need a moment? No, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, God. So, uh, we're going to jump mm. right into <laughs> our favorite segment. Okay. Choose your own summary. Abby, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two choices mm. on how you can summarize this book. I'm ready. In 60 seconds. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. But you have to choose. Okay. Do you have somewhere to be? Or are, you, are you checking? No, I was just going to time myself. Okay. Okay. Um, but you have to choose how you want to do it. Got, Got it. So. Uh, option one yep. is you have to keep two balloons in the air mm-hmm. while you're recapping the book. Oh. I haven't blown. I did not bring balloons. Okay. But we'll, we'll figure it out. Imaginary. No, well, I, there's balloons in the back, I'm okay. sure. Okay. Stuffed animals. Or, yeah, there'll be something. <laughs> you have to keep something in the air. Because, okay. again, balloons, hence balloons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or. Wicker baskets. I have to keep two wicker <laughs> baskets in the air. <laughs> oh, no. Or, or you have to do it slam poetry style. Oh, I want. I choose the balloons. <laughs> I figured you would. Uh, <laughs> Let me go find some balloons or wicker baskets. Balloon blowing contest. Okay, here we go. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Wait, we're we're getting timed. It's we're racing. Okay. This is not going to translate well to audio, but sure will. Three, okay. two, one, go. <gasps> How are you so bad at this? What? I have weak library lungs. You're not yelling at enough children, clearly. Okay, 60 seconds starts now. Okay, danger in the desert. Uh, The or other name by balloon to the Sahara. There are two names to this book because it's too good. (laughs) Too bad. (laughs) I mean, um, it's about you. You're a child visiting France with your two friends. Not a parent or an adult in sight because you're a child. 
Also, your dog is there, and you get a balloon because remember, they apparently in France will let a child <laughs> rent a hot air balloon with their two friends and a dog. You're on that balloon when a storm hits, and you have to decide if you're gonna. Oh my God! There's more water. <laughs> it's leaking. You have to decide if you're gonna go over the sea or let the storm pass and the storm somehow you end up either getting eaten by sharks or in the in the <laughs> desert with there's aliens okay that's good that's good okay <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen you so like scared in your life <laughs> i was flustered okay did <laughs> <laughs> you take a well, good job, first of all. <sighs> Take a minute. I got it. All right. That's basically it. <sighs> well, I guess the thing that I would say <laughs> is that... <sighs> that you're a child. You are? <laughs> on vacation in France with your friends who are children. So well, that, that's, that starts it off. And so, a dog. Is that you're you're visiting France with your two best friends, and so I don't know how they're on this vacation with you, but also you brought a dog. I mean, how did you get a balloon? Mm -hmm. Why would they rent a balloon to three children and a dog? Are you like the Scooby Doo mystery <laughs> crew? Like, why are they just? Because <laughs> I feel it's uh, like it's a France. I don't know how France. That was Italian. Hey, I'm from a France. Um, <laughs> Because I feel it's like skydiving. Like, you can't go skydiving alone, you know? Unless, like, you are a trained... Like, where are these children's parents? I don't know. Where are their guardians? It seems to be, like, a constant theme. Yeah. Is that there's lack of supervision. But it was the 70s. Ooh. It's okay. You rode your bike to France with your two best friends and your dog. <laughs> and you got on a hot air balloon. And that's... Then your parents were, like, going to call you in for dinner later. <laughs> Once uh, streetlights come on. Yeah. Then, then you have to be home. To back in. So, you go up in the balloon, disaster right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, storm clouds roll in. Mm -hmm. Not even metaphorical ones. Mm -hmm. You didn't just go up in the air and get a, get a touch of the sads. <laughs> <laughs> well, more so than usual. You didn't get the bummers. Um, and then from from there, it goes off the rails so fast. So whenever I do these books, I always try to do it kind of like how I actually would the first time through. Do you do, you do that or no? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me explain uh, my first time through. Mm -hmm. So I get lost at sea. Right. Oh my gosh. You did? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think I it's the cowardly way. I don't want to go on way. vacation with you ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to do like, like the cowardly way to, to get lost at sea because okay. again, I usually pick the cowardly path because that's what I would normally do. So I get lost at sea. I get picked up by a sub. It turns out that the sub is owned by pirates. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that they're not pirates. They're like pirate whale lovers. Mm. And uh, you can join the crew. I choose not to join the crew. <laughs> and by doing so, I learn how to communicate with whales. And that <laughs> no one else has been able to. Just by being the sub with my friends and a dog, I know how to communicate with whales. Mm. So that's how crazy this book gets. Okay. Um, do you want to know about my first time sure. through? I 
ride the storm out. Mm-hmm. Unlike you, I'm like, let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to ride the storm out. And then, like, very, you know, Dorothy-esque situation, uh, suddenly I'm swept out. And I don't know this because apparently I fell asleep with my friends during the storm. We don't really know because that's what happens. It is storm, yeah, that is very like Wizard of Oz. The storm passes quickly. Go to the next page. And then it's like, ah, the lights flash. And then suddenly the night passes and you're looking out over the Mediterranean. And I'm like, how do I know it's the Mediterranean? I'm a child. Right. Well, there are like magical <laughs> elements Throughout the book, too, yes. depending on your, your um, choices you make. But then, of course, I'm like, every time I always make the, like, adventure path. Mm-hmm. That's why we're such good buddies and such a great crew. Because <laughs> you're like, I don't want to do the thing. And I'm like, let's do the thing! <laughs> so I, of course, take the balloon out into the Sahara. I don't want to land on the shore. What There might not be anyone down there to help me. I'm like, yeah, let's go on into the desert. We're probably going to end up there anyway. And we're going into the desert, and we see a saucer. And I'm like, sure, let's land by the aliens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm probably going to meet some anyway. Mm-hmm. We land by the aliens. They think that the dog is uh, our leader because they all have long, floppy ears. And the dog is too. And the dog has floppy ears too. So then I... We go by them, they talk to us, they ask us to (laughs) get them some salt from the tribe in the north. Because that's their power supply. That's their power supply. And uh, we can either say yes or no. And if we say no, they'll let us leave in peace. And I was like, if we say yes, it's probably going to start a war. Um, And I say "Mm, no, because I'm a peaceful person. And then they blow me up. And I'm like, wait, you said you're going to let us go in peace. And he said, oh, I'm so bad at your language. I meant leave in pieces. What? Oh. Death by irony. <sighs> so aliens. <laughs> I find them right away. Right. What is it about me? That I always on my first time, always at every book on my first pass, I find the aliens. Why are there aliens to begin with, though? I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a, an Aquarius. Is that's why I'm drawn to them. You're such a free spirit. Mm-hmm. Would you ever go up in a balloon ride? No. <laughs> but you said you were adventurous. I don't like that. Okay. I'm well, not going on a balloon ride. Why? Can you elaborate? Um, sure. I just think it would smell funny, mostly. You think it would? You would think it would smell funny? Yeah. Like the the balloon or the air or I think like the gas in it would smell funny. I, I don't think it's fart sappy. Yeah. I know it's not. <laughs> I just feel like it would smell weird. I don't okay. want to be up that close to fire and gas and that would sure. explode. And like, you know, I see like anytime they have a big like hot air balloon rally, somebody like blows off course and dies or something. <laughs> and I don't I have terrible luck. I'm gonna be that person. I don't mm. want any part of that. Right. Hmm. Well, I'm kind of in the same boat basket. Is it? It's a basket, right? It's a right? basket. It's a wicker basket. That's the other thing. Do I really want to be up there in a wicker basket? Those are for picnics. Exactly. <laughs> Those are for taking pictures of cats and babies. Uh-uh. No. That's not for holding an entire person. No. Let alone three people and a and dog. A dog. That dog's claws are in there, <laughs> ripping up that, shredding up that wicker. 
Because if it was one of my dogs, it'd just be <laughs> whining the whole time. Right, and you know what? Where there's no bathroom on board. <laughs> I just can't imagine how awful it was in there with three children and one dog. <laughs> Everyone having to go to the bathroom all the time. Are we there yet? <laughs> Are we there yet? Well, that's my thing. It's just it's way too high. It's also just way too slow. Like, I don't think things that are slow, like escalators, it's like, I don't got time for that. No. I walk on the escalator. Right? Don't You don't tell me how fast I can go. That's what I don't like about escalators. It's like... You don't dictate my speed. <laughs> it's like a working man's blimp is what a hot air balloon is. So I'm not, I'm not really interested in that, to no. be honest. I saw what happened to the Zeppelins. Psh, mm-hmm. I don't want any part of that. Know your history, Dudes, uh-uh. Speaking of knowing your history, did you get to that ending in here? Mm, I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sure I'm not going to like it. Uh, this was one of my favorite, like, alternate endings. Okay. If you, um, instead of just landing by mm-hmm. this, the spaceship, if you try to, like, ooh, I'm going to sneak past. How in a giant balloon do you sneak past the aliens? <laughs> like, maybe they won't know. Me. Of course they're going to notice you. You're you in a just, giant air balloon. You just fly quietly. Shh. <laughs> no, they're going to see you. So, yes, they shoot you down, and then you're, like, captured by them. Because so, they, they can smell the fart gas. Because <laughs> they can smell you. I mean, you've been up there for how many days at this point? <laughs> There's something going on in that basket. Mm-hmm. So you, they shoot you down. They have you guys kept as captives. The dog is like, uh-uh. What's the dog's name? Denny. Harry? Harry. Good name for a dog. Yeah. Both of them are good names for the dog. Whatever. Harry Denny. Harry is like, I'm out of here. Harry starts digging a tunnel into the ground. And you're like, uh, smart. And you guys all follow him. And then you guys end up in this, like, tunnel under the Sahara. Mm-hmm. Okay. I decided to just try to break through this big rock way Mm -hmm. and so as you're doing that you do break through and you have you can go out the rock entrance or all of a sudden harry comes running he has a big diamond in his mouth and you're like oh cool Mm -hmm. where did you get that from so if you follow him back then you end up at this big giant doorway and you go in and (laughs) you can either go in or go back and of course i went in i want to see what's in here and it was like King Ramses III, and he is a mummy, and he sits up in his tomb. What? Yeah, and he's like, I'm King Ramses III, and I've been a mummy for a thousand years. And if, hey, did they ever build those pyramids? <laughs> and seriously, and he's like, if, if I'll let you go if you tell me everything about the last thousand years of history. I did not get this one. Oh, I loved it. And then... <laughs> And then it's like, um, I hope you remember your history well, because if you don't, this will probably be dot, 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 the end. (laughs) What a cop out. Because the doors slam behind you. You can't get out. But there's emeralds and all this stuff in there. That was a fun one. (laughs) I feel there are a couple endings like this one where it was just a little bit more ambiguous and. Yeah. Did you get any weird ones? I, well, I feel like this one in general, I like that there was uh, that Terman tried to kind of close some plot holes. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because in, in the, the previous ones, we always kind of had questions about, like, if something happens, like, why did that happen? Or what, what is the consequence of that happening? In this one, Terman kind of tries to um, kind of close some plot loops. So there's the aliens, <laughs> aliens, and they're looking for salt. salt. But there's a tribe next door, and I'm sure we can get into that later. There's a tribe next door, and but they're looking for water. And so you kind of, through like just one reading of it, you kind of don't get that, uh, you know, both these people can work together. And, you know, when, when you talk to the tribe, they don't know that the other people are aliens. And when you talk to the aliens, they don't know that the other people are like, or can be friendly. Mm-hmm. So I did like that kind of like that kind of uh, that he kind of tried to close the plot loop and like make like one cohesive story at least for those those two stories. But I also feel that Terman kind of tried to like cheat a little bit because there's often this um, option to like uh, go underground and and visit three three doors. I feel there's there's a bunch of ways to get to these three doors. Yeah, and so you can pick. There's a blue door, there's a red door, there's a white door. The blue and the white one, it kind of kind of spits you back out, again, into like random spots, and, and it's not really good. But if you pick the red door, did you pick the red door? Uh-uh. You go into a science government lab. <laughs> and so there's people there, like from the, I think the U.S. government, and they uh, are working away at something. They've been down there for so long, they forgot what they're working <laughs> for. That sounds legit. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, they're doing research. Um, uh, they can make you invisible. Sweet. And that's, that's one of the endings. But if you decide to run away, you, um, they chase you down and you have to do filing for them for five years and you die of boredom. (laughs) So again, just kind of a cop out ending. I love it. (laughs) Um, I did not get to that one, but my favorite ending with the aliens aside from the King Ramses one mm-hmm. because I just kept like going back <laughs> to different endings with the aliens every time I would read through I would try to get away from the aliens and I always ended up back by them and one of the times I ended up <laughs> finally I was like okay fine I'll help you get the salt from those people mm-hmm. um, but um, one of those times when I go to get the salt from the tribe of the north I run into a hot air balloon that looks like it's coming back from the North Tribe. Right. So you can, like, try to, um, when, when you see that balloon, you can try to wave them down. You can try yeah. to attack them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just waved them down because mm-hmm. I'm a nice person. I well, don't want to fight. Right. So um, what did you see, Abby? I saw myself. Mm-hmm. It is, oh, it's like looking at a mirror because it is you. And that's never explained why. It's never explained. So he did try to close up some plot holes. And it added but like not a huge that one. one. He mm-hmm. added this huge gaping, mm-hmm. like, whoops. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Kind of for no reason, too. No. But the fun part about that one was that if you, you know, if you do encounter yourselves, you negotiate this, you know, exchange of the salt and the water. Mm-hmm. And then the alien tribe people they're like so happy and like begrudgingly are like oh thank you you know whatever the aliens like take you on an international tour of the galaxy but mm-hmm. it's an economy class and you, <laughs> you so you have bad seats and a bad view and mm-hmm. everything um, tastes like salt everything is too salty mm-hmm. so i feel like Terman like didn't really understand the, exi- uh, the assignment <laughs> 
That's why he was not asked back. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of like partially finished the homework. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, it was something else. It was. I was also... I. I didn't remember, like, the kind of, like, the casual racism in this, too. Mm, yep, this one had... It was yeah. kind of more, like, cartoony racism. Like, because there's, like, a, um, like, a Middle Eastern tribe with, like... And there's someone with a big scimitar, of course, and they'll cut your head off. Yeah. There's also... You can fly to, like, a tribe, and they can be friendly to you, or they'll throw spears at you. Mm-hmm. So it's not... It's, like I said, cartoony. But it's still there. But still, it's not like the most um, accurate or sensitive, sensitive or <laughs> culturally uh, appropriate mm-hmm. portrayal of anyone in the Sahara. So, yeah, definitely not one that would actually teach children anything about different cultures or uh, make people from those cultures feel like they were being represented appropriately. So, yep. <laughs> Did not hold up uh, to that test, for right, sure. definitely. Does so not hold up So did there. you always end up in the desert, or did you end <laughs> up in the sea at all? No, because one time I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to not end up in the desert. So mm-hmm. I intentionally did the opposite, right? I went and did the thing where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to ride the storm out. We're going to pull the cord. Mm-hmm. I think that's Sarah's idea. Yep. Sarah wants to pull the cord. And Release Peter the gas. wants to, like, kind of cut the balloon, which seems, like, really counterintuitive. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to stick my knife in this balloon. Right. So it's like the storm clouds are rolling in, and you either let the storm pass and mm-hmm. take you away to the Sahara, or you act now and release gas from the balloon, right? Mm-hmm. Those are your two options. And when we first did our read-throughs, I let the storm pass. You decided to release the gas. And I was like, okay, I should take that path at least once and release the gas. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I used Sarah's plan, pulling the cord together. I thought teamwork is the good choice. No, we landed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible choice. We landed in the ocean, and then um, I got sharks surrounded us. And, and then you did die right away? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's this whole subplot of you get picked up by like pirates, but they're whale-loving pirates. And so you can go on like a sea adventure, which I think they should have used in the second book and not this book, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you go on a little sea adventure and you can decide to murder a whole boat of like whalers. Cool. (laughs) I'm glad that was your reaction. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, if you you can shoot first Mm -hmm. and you, you sink their boat. Um, Otherwise, if you hesitate, they shoot you first and you you sink and you die. So good, good balloon adventure there. Yeah. Very little ballooning in this ballooning book. I would say that, well, submarines are the balloons of the sea. Mm. So that makes sense. (laughs) You know what? They kind of are when you think about it. One time your dog mm. turns into a movie star. Your dog does turn into a movie star. <laughs> I think that was kind of like my favorite. Oh, that wasn't even a death, but that was no. my favorite ending. Oh, yeah. Tell us about your favorite ending. That one was wild. Well, how did you... Do you remember how you got to that part? Because I don't remember how you got to I that. don't really either. I just was flipping through because I just was like, what the heck? What have I not gotten to in here? There's, I'm sure there's endings in these books that I never find. Well, I think how this one in particular, like... one? I think it, like, it spits you out, kind of like branches you out. And so far, so far off different paths 
except for like the past that obviously like kind of bring you back and shoot you off in a different past for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of hard, unlike other books, to kind of get every single ending. Right. Like it kind of is similar to the first one that we'd talked about in that way, the cave of space and time. Cave of time. No, space and time. Oh, okay. (laughs) Time and space. You're going to die on that hill. Yes, I will forever and ever. I think it should be someone should take that cover and just modify it for me. Um, well, anyway, did you explain how your dog be- can become a movie star? No, I don't know how the dog becomes oh, okay. a movie star. Well, because I think you are in jail at some point. <laughs> There's this... Oh, yeah, you're stuck somewhere, and then your dog, like, starts barking and drink- mm-hmm. brings the brings people mm-hmm. to help you. I guess, well, looking back on our second book, The um, Journey Under the Sea, at least it was all Atlanteans. Yeah, they and, always like, bring you almost always bring you back to Atlantis, which we complained about then. Right. But now it seems like the opposite problem where right. it's like the storylines were too varied. Like it's hard to keep track of them all. Yeah. Because like, yeah, there's like a, a, a part with like the French foreign legion. Yes. I think you get, um, you get captured by them. Yeah. And then you're, I, I, I believe it's. Yeah. What was the name of the guy? The Prince know. Dumbubble or something? <laughs> I can't what is now? His, his name? name Prince Dumbubble. Prince, Prince Dumbubble. But yeah, you can work for him mm-hmm. or not. Or get captured and or, enslaved mm-hmm. by him. You work for him or <laughs> Right. You're There's also by him. a part where you can like um go on like a treasure hunt mm-hmm. or not. Um and yeah, if you if you dig for treasure you or if you if you don't dig for treasure, you end up like finding like ancient ruins. But if you do dig for treasure, you end up like getting caved in. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, this the past were so varied. Even though the the storyline with the aliens and that one tribe is kind of cohesive and uh, well thought out, I feel like he kind of worked backwards from there. <laughs> he was like, I have two good ideas, mm-hmm. and then I'm just going to throw a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. in there, and that's going to be it. And, like, he didn't take it seriously, because, like, your dog shouldn't be a movie star. So when your dog becomes a movie star... Oh, yeah. <laughs> dog movie star. Uh, so, yeah, your dog rescues you from, from jail. And your dog becomes a movie star because they write a uh, they write a movie about his life and he stars in it, and like you are able to like mooch off of his like uh, his wealth. Yeah, you get to stay in his house and sleep on his rug. So he's a motion picture star. He doesn't forget his old friends. You are always able to stay at his house and sleep on a nice rug, but you discover that you really don't like chew on bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he takes a lot of chances to make just the stupidest jokes <laughs> that he could think of. Which, if you are a kid reading these, like, is that what you want from these? Like, kind of like the silly jokes? Because I don't think that's the right tone. I mean, I kind of appreciate it, I guess, because I I like them when they're crazy and weird. I think in some ways it is fun, but in other ways, if you're a kid who really thrives on those, like, adventure survival kind of things, Mm -hmm. then those goofy, like, dumb elements seem to, like, cheapen the like danger and excitement right. like it's it's no longer a danger in the desert it's like a haha goofy time in the <laughs> desert that's and what it should have been called <laughs> it should have been called yuck yuck in the desert <laughs> like, and like the, i feel like also the choices that you made didn't really matter it would they would kind of spit you out in just the random spots anyway like uh there was a part where you uh like i said there's these three doors that termin likes to spit you out into um, and if you, I don't remember what door you chose, but if you chose one of the doors, you end up in like a river. And if you go like the left way, it's, it's, well, something happens, you go the right way, nothing, something happens. But if you go the right way, you end up 
kind of in like a like a Middle Eastern like Disneyland, and it like it was like the end of a log flume. Oh, God. So it's like that wasn't set up like oh. at all. It was just random no. and silly, which I I think it's fun, but. I mean, really, the most interesting part was when I got to the mummy that glowed purple and sat up and talked to me. Mm -hmm. I would like to see more of that. Like, if that had been in here, some more magical elements, that would have been fun. But no, it was just, you know, I miss the cave of time and space. (laughs) And... And that's saying a lot, because I did not like the cave of time and space. You wouldn't think that, but... (laughs) Oh, to have nostalgia about the cave of time and space at this point is, mm-hmm. and this is what the third book that we've read to be like, oh, I long well, for it. We're off to a good start. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, then let's get to favorite deaths. I think we're kind of wrapping up. Oh, yeah, I've got a favorite death. It's when um, I was with my friends <laughs> in the hot air balloon, mm-hmm. um, and we decided to all pull together on the cord. And our our wicker basket slowly sank into the sea, and we could have flagged down the what looked like a pirate ship submarine, mm-hmm. but we decided to just like maybe not because it looked a little unsafe. We're gonna wait to let a friendly boat capture like come come and save us, so we don't do anything. And then our wicker basket continues to sink, and sharks surround us. Well, I guess my favorite death was, well, what's interesting about this book is that you go on the adventure with people. And because that that's, hasn't been true for mm-hmm. the other ones. Um, you, you've always true. been kind of a uh, solo. Yeah. So in this one, you can go with Peter and Sarah and uh, Harry's, Harry's the dog. So a lot of times when the book tells you to make a choice, it's Peter telling you to do one thing. It's Sarah telling you to do the other thing. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's ideas are usually, not always, but they're usually kind of like the safe choice. Like, let's try to land the balloon. And Peter's choices are always like, ah, oh, just go for it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and Peter got me killed so many times. <laughs> Peter has terrible advice. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's stab the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one. I don't 100% remember what Sarah wants to do. But you're on like a surfboard. Uh, you're out in, in the ocean. Sarah wants to do something, but Peter was just like, let's just, let's just go for it, man. Let's, let's <laughs> paddle out there. It's going to no. be fine. And so uh, you paddle out, big wave comes, and you all drown. Oh. And then there's another one. I think uh, Sarah wants to go another way. Peter wants to go uh, a different way. And if you if you go with Peter, you end up just like freezing to death. You huddle together in a howling storm as the sun rises in a fiery ball of flame. The end. Mm. <laughs> God. So I just, I just like that listening to Peter is always a bad option. Man. In all aspects of life. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Again, your voice is really reassuring. are fine they're great well that was by the balloon to sahara yeah we're done with that one woof slam dunk oh there was another choice oh 
So Sarah thinks you should turn the boat around, raise the sails, and go back to France. Peter is too keen to go on. So even though your balloon has crashed at this point, Peter wants to say, oh, this is fine, let's keep going, let's keep going to Africa. And then so you have a coin. And it says, well, if we go, if it's heads, I'm going to go with Sarah. If it's tails, I'm going with Peter. And then so if you pick the safe option, uh, the book is like, well, yeah, you, you picked heads, but you really wanted tails. So then you, you're forced to pick with Peter. <laughs> what if so no Sarah, one wants to listen to Sarah. What if Sarah and Peter are like imaginary friends and not real friends? It was like a fight club situation. Yeah, man. What if they're like, what if they're just, what they're like your part of your personality, like the little devil and angel on your mm -hmm. shoulder? What if the dog was like a wishbone dog and it was all like a story? Oh, we get to the end and we're all in a snow globe <laughs> in a, and we're all in a coma or something. Hmm. That's going to be What's one a, of these books. I, that probably you know would is. have happened in one of these endings. I'm mm -hmm. serious. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if there's an ending in here where it tells you that Sarah and Peter are your imaginary friends and you've been dreaming all of this. <laughs> Sarah is the part of your personality that's a little more cautious, and mm -hmm. Peter is the part of your personality that's a little more rambunctious. And your dog is it's your... It's like id, ego, super ego. Yes. Oh, so really he was just writing a just philosophical essay, a choose-your-own-adventure philosophy treatise, treatise mm -hmm. for children. With some weird with some, jokes. With some weird jokes and a little bit of racism. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a weird way to do it. <laughs> like, introduce your children to philosophy. <laughs> with this. Oh. Well, that was by Balloon to the Sahara or Danger in the Desert, whichever you prefer. Or a metaphor. Or a metaphor for life, like all these books. <laughs> so yeah, this one was, uh, this one had its moments, but overall, I don't think we really liked it. But that's okay, because next one, we're going back to Ari Montgomery, Space and Beyond. Will there be aliens? <laughs> we'll find they out. Wild, they'll be so wild if, if there, there were none. Aliens they're like, no, but there are whales. <laughs> whales become the new theme in every book. <laughs> There is, your codename is Jonah coming up, and that, that's about whales. Oh, nice. If you remember that one. I do. All right. Well, the next one's uh, <laughs> Space and Beyond, Ari Montgomery. Ooh. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure that you subscribe because we kind of release these kind of like randomly as, as soon as they get edited. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be like a release schedule. So just uh, make sure you subscribe so that you uh, can listen to the latest episodes mm -hmm. and make sure you uh, like it. Because that's uh, kind of uh, uh, what's you know, what I want to say. Here's what I want to say about that. I think you should like it, even if you don't like it. Because, <laughs> like I tell my children, you have to try everything mm -hmm. at least three times. Mm -hmm. You know, before you know if you really like it or mm -hmm. not. So, you have to eat your vegetables before you get to your This American Life. Yeah. So try it three times. Mm -hmm. um, and by try it, I mean like it. Like it three times. <laughs> <laughs> so like it, unlike it, and then like it again. Yep. So yeah, anyway, it just kind of helps the algorithm out so that 
uh, people can find us a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that about covers it. Any last thoughts? Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. That's that's another good way to uh, get a little bit of momentum on the podcast is just uh, word of mouth. So if you know someone that likes uh, bad books. <laughs> <laughs> Don't recommend the books to them. Recommend mm-hmm. the podcast Yes. talking about the books. Well, my name is Peter. I'm a librarian. My name is Abby. I'm also a librarian. This has been Choose Your Own Book Club. Thanks for listening. The end. <laughs>